Metroid Dread is finally here. You've heard me talk about it for so long, it feels absolutely surreal to say. Whether this is your first ever Metroid game, or you're a veteran of the series over the last 35 years, the Omega Metroid Podcast is the place for you. Hosted by myself, Andy Spiteri, and Code Alaski, Omega Metroid offers definitive rankings, theories and speculations, analysis of games inspired by Metroid, detailed area discussion, and so much more. We invite all Metroid fans, new and old, to take your love of Metroid to the next level with the Omega Metroid Podcast, the best and only weekly Metroid podcast on the internet. The Omega Metroid Podcast releases every Tuesday and is available wherever you get your podcasts. We hope to see you there. See you next mission. Welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spiteri, joined by Allison Aletha. How you doing, Al? Doing pretty good. I, uh, I'm getting ready for Christmas. Are you ready for Christmas? Uh, well, I guess most people, if they were in my shoes, would say no, because I haven't bought any gifts, and I haven't <laughs> uh, uh, really prepared anything for Christmas. However, I'm at the point with like my family where like I'm just kind of brokering deals and it's like, all right, I'm not going to get you anything if you don't get me anything. Or like, let's just take each other out for dinner and have a nice dinner rather than just buy like a t-shirt or, or something like that. And and nothing yeah. like there's certainly nothing against the people that do that. Um, but for me, I'm just like, it's, it's stressful to me and it's even more stressful to me like this year. And I just like hate shopping um, my wife calls me the Grinch, but <laughs> I am what I am. So, uh, yeah, but, but I mean, that said, we are, we do have some presents for the dogs and, and for Aww. Zora. So we do Cute. have some presents for my nephew who is, uh, six months old and we, we are going and building gingerbread houses after this recording. So that's something Christmassy, I guess. How about you? Super cute. Yeah, I mean, we're kind of, my family, it's just we have such a big family, and there's no way to, like, financially buy everybody a gift. It's just not, it's not fun to try and do that. So we do the Secret Santa. Yeah, and... that's that's what I wish my family would do. Like, my, my mother-in-law, sorry to cut you off, Al, but my no, mother-in-law no, no. loves buying gifts. Like, she she loves it. She does it, like, all year round. Like, she'll, she'll just buy, like, clothes and be like, Oh, Samantha, I think this will look very cute on you. And, like, she is the absolute nicest person in the world. But I suggested the concept of Secret Santa, and she was like, oh, I I don't like that. Because she likes to buy for other people. Yeah, and I, I mean, she I could buy for people. other people. <laughs> my my thing is that I'm okay with um uh doing, like, small favors and, like, small gifts throughout the year as well. Like, something tiny. Like... If I see my sister has to be gluten free because she has celiac, so if I see something new gluten free for her that looks like cool and interesting, I'm, I buy it for her and I'm like, hey, look, we could try this and see if you like it or something, you know, simple things like that. But when it comes to buying gifts, gifts, I get super anxious because 
I feel like I know people and I know what would be useful to them. And then once I get it, I second guess myself until the holiday or until birthday or whatever. And I'm worried that they won't like it. And then when they open it, I'm like, oh, my God, they don't like it. And I'm just, like, beating myself up. And it's just super anxiety. So that's how I am around Christmas time. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do, I don't know. I just I hate, like, shopping for, for stuff. Like, I've never yeah. liked that. And, like... For a long time, it, it was kind of the thing of like, well, what do you, what do we actually need? Like, what do we need? Like, yeah, I, sure. Somebody could buy me a video game and that's, that's great. But like, I don't, I could buy my own video game. I don't need someone to do that for me, you know? Yeah. Um, it's hard so when whatever. it's like one time a year or two or the two times for a birthday or whatever. When you think of stuff earlier and you give it to them and you're like, dang, I could have given this to them for Christmas or whatever, you know? But like, who wants to wait that, that long? Well... My uh, my wife calls me the Grinch of Christmas, and uh, by God, today I'm going to be the Grinch of the Game <laughs> Awards because there was not much to talk about. But before we get there, I do want to say maybe this will contribute to my Grinchness. Maybe it won't, Allison. Okay. Uh, I I picked up some new coffee creamer that is licensed by Tim Hortons. So do you guys have international delight in the states? Yes. I think you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there is a double double flavor of international delight here in Canada, and I saw that, and I was like, maybe I should just buy this instead of spending like two bucks on a coffee every day, because mm-hmm. this will give me multiple cups of coffee. So <laughs> I poured my first cup here, and I'm about to take my first sip. So either either it's gonna set this episode to maybe a little bit more of a positive light, or we're really gonna go off the rails here. So oh no, let's let's see what we got. not bad that's that's not bad is it pretty good yeah like is it like your regular well it kind of tastes a little bit like like french vanilla international delight which is what you know that's like the default flavor yeah that's what i would go with right uh which i mean that's not a bad thing it doesn't taste exactly like a double double but it's it's pretty it's pretty comparable it's pretty good so far nice all right well there you go well, so there we go. So hoping that this fuel uh, really, <laughs> really helps us here for this show today. Um, okay, we are obligated to cover the Game Awards in <laughs> everything that was announced. And everything that was not announced, frankly, is really the big story. Uh, we watched, we being me, Allison, and a couple members of the Zelda Dungeon team, we watched this show for a grueling three and I want to say like 40 minutes, three hours and 40 minutes, just yeah. waiting for something, anything to happen. My my dog is going crazy upstairs because he remembers how painful it was watching this. <laughs> uh, it, it was it was horrible. It was absolutely a horrible show. And I kind of have a rule when I go into a podcast, and this is across all my podcasts, and that's don't be super negative. And that's why you don't see a lot of shows that are just, like, the top five worst this or that or whatever. Yeah. Um, however, sometimes you just, uh, I feel like you can't avoid being negative. So we are, we'll try our best here for today, but there really wasn't a whole lot of good stuff going on in the Game Awards. But uh, I guess I, I guess we should start with Breath of the Wild 2. And that not showing up. Um, 
Before I kind of give my sermon here, Al, what did you think about Breath of the Wild 2 in particular, the Game Awards, not being present? Surprise, disappointed, whatever. Um, I mean, no, I'm not surprised. I'm not disappointed either. I just, I mean, (laughs) I knew it wasn't really going to happen. It wasn't a high possibility. And I just, it kind of, it kind of sucks because I was anticipating something at least for the, this year, because they kind of said that they would give more news later this year. And that didn't mean that they had to. It's just that I was kind of like, okay, cool. I'll wait there. I'm totally cool with waiting for some time later this year. So it was kind of like, oh, the Game Awards are coming up, so maybe they'll have something there. And they didn't, so I was kind of like, eh, I wasn't really expecting it. It's the Game Awards, and now here we are. Yep. So, I mean, there was, there was a bunch of people that I talked to that were just like, they were they were like, you know what, it's possible that Breath of the Wild 2 comes out in spring, in March, and uh yeah no (laughs) and and i was like you have to be kidding me and they they were convinced that if that were to happen then we would see breath of the wild 2 tonight and uh that obviously did not happen and i think i think that that was never in the cards and i i wasn't surprised that breath of the wild 2 was not there It, it didn't seem like the appropriate venue to un to unveil breath of the wild 2 um it seems like nintendo would save that for a nintendo direct and, and, and honestly yeah. at this point it's going to be e3 so we have six more months of waiting for breath of the wild 2 i still and, don't uh, i still don't believe that though i think it's going to be in the uh february march direct you know what maybe maybe we could get a title at the february direct maybe but I I don't think so. I think that the, if if anything, it's going to be a little trailer in February, and it's going to be the big kind of E3 2016 blow off like we had for Breath of the Wild at this year's E3. Um, and it's probably going to release in the fall if it releases in 2022 at all. I think the chances of it releasing in spring 2023 are getting better and better with every day and every event that we do not see. Breath of the Wild 2, which kind of leads me to my point that I wanted to make. I am so tired of talking about Breath of the Wild 2. It is announced so long ago that at this point, I'm just, I'm like, I'm not, I don't care anymore. Like, I'm, I'm not caring about this game because I'm like, it's like you, you announced it so early and set this expectation with fans that because it was a sequel to Breath of the Wild, that perhaps the turnaround time would be a little bit quicker. That now we're like, we're like, I mean, God, we're almost uh, three years after the fact when it was revealed. And we know nothing about this game. Like, nothing. We don't even know what it's called. I'm so tired of calling it the Breath of the Wild sequel. Like, <laughs> I, I'm so tired of that. At this point, so this Breath of the Wild came out in 2017. At this point, if it releases in 2023 in the springtime, that is six years of difference. And if it releases in fall, it might as well be six years because it's not going to be that much different if it releases in fall 2022. But that's that's six years. That is the longest gap or tied with the longest gap between mainline Zelda games ever. Like Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild 
was six years. And they completely rebuilt the game's engine completely from the ground up and ported it to a new console during that time. So I, I'm sitting here and I'm like, what is happening with this game? Like, what, what is the holdup? And I know, I know that COVID happened and that that definitely delayed a lot of games. I completely understand that. However, I, I, like, it's just like, come on. Give us something, give us anything, because we've seen one trailer in the last two years, and that was at E3, and that that was a lousy trailer. It didn't show us hardly anything. It was about a minute long once you took out the the fluff at the beginning and at the end. Uh, it, it just, it, it wasn't good. And so I'm at, I'm at the point now where I'm just like, you know what, I don't, I don't even care, like, Tell me about the next Metroid or tell me about the next Splatoon or, or the next Mario. Like this Breath of the Wild game, I, I don't know. I Maybe it's just because like we talk about it all the time, constantly over and over. And it's, it's like this cloud that is hanging over us for the last two and a half years. But like, man, we were, we were looking at the awards and we'll get into what a sham the awards are for the game awards in a second here. But we're looking at the awards and there's a category called most anticipated title and pretty much the exact same games from last year were nominated this year because none of them have released and i saw a bunch of people on twitter well-meaning people by the way and they were just like this is ridiculous how does breath of the wild 2 not win most anticipated game it lost for the second year in a row to elden ring and i'm sitting there and i'm like how could this game win most anticipated game when you don't even know what it's called, you don't know when it releases, and you haven't seen anything about it in the last two years except for this lousy trailer at E3? Come on. Ugh. Brutal. <laughs> I feel like um, I might not be at your level yet of, like, uh, not caring about Breath of the Wild 2, I, I definitely it's been off of my mind um you know like when you when we first saw it it was like a huge deal when we first saw that um you know that initial teaser in uh what was it 2019 2019 yeah so it was a huge deal like we were talking about it for months and months and months and I just it was like it was huge it was monumental because it was just announced and then we didn't see it for two years because of COVID and everything at least that's my opinion I'm pretty sure it was like it was COVID's fault that we hadn't seen anything for a while and then we saw you know the trailer at E3 this year and it, I thought it was fine I thought it was good enough because they had to give us something and that and that's what they gave us enough to keep speculating on other things that are going to happen in the game so I was satisfied I do feel like they need to pick it up a little bit, especially if they are thinking it's coming out or are saying it's coming out in 2022. But I'm just kind of one of those people that thinks about other games that people have been waiting for, like Metroid. You wanted, a, you know, a new Metroid game for 19 some odd years, right? Or, totally, yeah. Or like Elder Scrolls Six. you know? It's been like 10 years since Elder Scrolls Five came out, so... I'm just thinking about that and how long people are waiting for those kinds of games. And I'm just like, this isn't as bad as that. I think I'm okay. I just, I just wish we ha I think it's so bad for you and I, because we have this podcast and it's really hard to keep talking about definitively ranking characters in dungeons when we're just dying for news so that we could talk about this new game. You know what I mean? 
Like maybe that's why it's just so bad for us. <laughs> I I think that this is the worst wait cycle for a major Nintendo game ever that I can uh, remember. I don't know if I, I'm there I, I yet. think so. I don't. And, and, I think that was Breath of the Wild for me. I don't know oh, if I'm okay. quite there yet. I anticipated you saying that, but let me counter with this information. We knew that when Breath of the Wild was being developed, that it was completely reimagining the Zelda series. We we knew that. They told us that. Um, we know that Breath of the Wild 2 is the sequel to Breath of the Wild, and it's probably not reimagining much. It's probably using the same world, the same engine, the same everything. So right there, Breath of the Wild is more exciting. We knew that Breath of the Wild was being developed for this new top-secret Nintendo console codenamed NX. Nobody knew what it was, but it was coming in to save the day, throw a giant Hail Mary to save Nintendo after the, the abysmal Wii U disaster. We know that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out for the Switch six years after it launched. So that right there is less exciting. Um, Breath of the Wild at least had this mystique about it that Breath of the Wild 2 just simply can't recreate, in my opinion. Um, and so I feel like this is the worst wait for a major Nintendo game that I can remember. And I say that as a dude with a Metroid podcast who had Metroid Prime 4 canceled and restarted from the ground up. So we've been waiting for that game for as long. But at least with that game, we we, we kind of know that they're doing a similar thing to Breath of the Wild where they're like rebuilding something from the ground up. They are completely reimagining what the Metroid Prime series is going to be. I can't imagine that they're going to release something in a similar vein as to what we had before. So that is at least a little bit more exciting. Plus, we also did have the new Metroid Dread coming out. Uh, and I'm looking at other games, and I'm like, okay, maybe if I was like a big Elder Scrolls fan and they announced Elder Scrolls 6, I'd be frustrated. Uh, sure, but I'm not. So this is, for me, the, the most frustrating, worst... I don't even want to call it the hype train because the train's not even moving. The train is broken <laughs> at this point. But this is the worst hype train for a game I can remember ever. For a major Nintendo game ever. Ever. And, um, you know, when when we get a sweet Breath of the Wild 2 trailer, I'll, I'll flip my lid, I'm sure. But at this point, for me, I, I feel like, and maybe this is not fair, because of COVID, uh, which is a real factor, of course, but... Now I'm thinking, like, we've waited six years. This game has to do something absolutely amazing. It has to be amazing. Like, completely, I don't know, different or, like, something to make it worth the wait. And I'm not sure that this game is the game to do that. Maybe it is, because we haven't seen anything. But I don't know. From what we have seen, it looks a lot more like more Breath of the Wild. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just, like... I'm losing, I'm losing my hype for it, which is insane <laughs> because I remember just absolutely freaking out back in 2021, or I'm sorry, in 2019, thinking that this might release in 2021. But here we are, two years after that, and we know nothing about this game still. Yeah. We know as much about this game as we do when it, when that trailer came two and a half years ago, which is extremely frustrating to me. I mean, and... Just to put it in a little perspective, too, this isn't new. Like, waiting this long isn't new for Zelda, I feel. Because, like, ever since... I want to say ever since Twilight Princess, these long gaps have been 
like here, like five years, six years, another six years. You know it's- what? False. I'm sorry to cut you off, but false. Ocarina of Time to Majora's Mask, two years. That's why I'm Major- saying since Twilight Majora's Princess. Majora's Mask to Wind Waker, <laughs> um, three years. Wind Waker to Twilight Princess, three years. Twilight Princess to Skyward Sword, that one was long. That was five years. Yeah. And then, of course, the six-year gap to Breath of the Wild after that. But like I said, at least they completely reimagined everything. And if we're being honest, you know, it's not like there were no new Zelda games in that time either. There right. was the the portable games and everything like that. Whereas, like, when, when, what's the last new Zelda game we got? Age of Calamity. <laughs> right. And that's not really a Zelda game. That's kind of like the spinoff. And that was also disappointing for a lot of different reasons. Oh my gosh, Andy. We had the remake for Link's Awakening, and we got a port for uh, Skyward Sword. I'm just saying it's not new. It's really not. Well, I guess uh, I guess you're a little bit more optimistic than I am. Yeah. This now, coffee if, obviously isn't doing its job. If we do have to wait until E3, I think I'll I think I'll be getting towards your level because I really don't think they're gonna make us wait until E3. I think E3 is gonna be their big showcase where they're gonna be like showing a lot more details gameplay etc but i think they still have to give us um some kind of reveal whether it be a date or um a title beforehand i feel like they have to give us something beforehand told us until e3 where they can give us all those details that they want to leading up to the release in i'm guessing november that's my guess well we'll see uh it's almost christmas so for God's sakes, for Christmas, all I want is a Breath of the Wild 2 something. New trailer. <laughs> a title. Give me a title for Christmas. Because I, I can't call it Breath of the Wild 2 anymore. It just makes me want to throw up. <laughs> yeah, this coffee obviously isn't doing its job. Uh, it's not making me any more cheery. You know what else, Allison? You know what else? I was telling you before we started this show. I'm also grumpy today because uh, we were dog-sitting the other day. And we had my my in-laws dog over so i feel very stuffy from like because i'm allergic to dogs which go figure i have a dog i'm allergic to cats too and i have a cat so i feel very <laughs> stuffy very gross today just making me grumpy as well so i'm sorry for all, all you listeners out there that are still hyped for breath of the wild but i just i feel like i'm just like god i need something i this trailer from two years ago doesn't do it for me anymore and what we got at e3 just didn't do it for me we need something we need something. I can agree with that. All right, let's talk about the Game Awards. God. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right, so first let's of all. Let's move on to more disappointment. <laughs> first of all, we're going to go through some of the games that were announced. Because there was, like, a bunch of Breath of the Wild-esque games <laughs> going around in that in that uh, Game Awards show. But uh, before we get there, two things I want to talk about. First of all... I wasn't expecting Breath of the Wild 2 at the Game Awards, but I was expecting something from Nintendo, like anything, even if it was like kind of Nintendo adjacent, where like maybe we got a new Bayonetta 3 trailer, or maybe we got a new trailer for, yeah, for Arceus or something like that. It's coming out next month. (laughs) We got literally nothing. There was not a single not a single game announcement for a game coming to Nintendo Switch. Only to Nintendo Switch. Let me correct myself. Yeah. It was brutal. Yeah, I mean, 
And maybe that's why the Game Awards... No, that's definitely part of it. Why the Game Awards were so disappointing to us and to the to our pals that were watching with us because there were a lot of really cool-looking games. I just have no interest in any of those games because I don't play on PC. I don't play on Xbox. I would like to play on PlayStation. I just don't have one. Um... But there was literally nothing for Nintendo fans, and that kind of that was kind of a bummer. Like there was nothing to be hyped for for like people who primarily play Nintendo games. Well, and I don't really think that the Game Awards is the kind of show that it should not that, be. No, not that. Well, we'll get to that in a second. But yeah. not that Nintendo like doesn't participate in the Game Awards because they do. But to me. The Game Awards is like a very, um, like Western orientated game show, which I mean makes sense because that's where their audience is, right? So they they want to showcase like Western style games, and I think that you saw that ad nauseum in the, the game premieres that they showed. But you look at um, like maybe some of the more like. Japanese style games publishers and stuff like that like for example there was a big rumor going around that Square Enix was going to announce Chrono Cross Remaster which does seem like it's going to happen any day now but that was not there and Square Enix I think as a as a whole was not there um Capcom wasn't really there I think that had a, a Monster Hunter trailer but like there was a lot of Japanese developers that didn't really you know, they, they just don't have a big presence at the Game Awards. Um, and Nintendo, I think just by virtue of, like, having its own console has to have somewhat of a presence. But it's just, it's not the, the avenue that I think, you know, it is for the other consoles, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. So, yeah. But, but even so, I, I think that it was audience. still disappointing to get, like, absolutely nothing. Now, yeah. Not that I was expecting, like, the, the big Nintendo reveals, but... Yeah, it, it made you miss Smash Bros. It really did. Yeah, Smash Bros. At announcements, for sure. At least you could count on that yeah. at, at the Game Awards. Um, yeah. I do want to say that, uh, before we move on, that Metro Dread did win Action Adventure Game of the Year, which is awesome. And there was the uh, the Metroid theme that played in like the, the closing medley, which is also very cool. Yeah, that was nice. I always appreciate the medley. It's always really, um, like... It's probably one of the better parts of the whole show, but they do that medley for the game of the year, and um, yeah, that was really cool. I always, I always like that part. Um, it's one of the, it's one of the best parts of the show, I think, because it's one of the very, very, very few parts of the game award that actually feels like it's trying to honor some of the games for the year. Mm -hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let, let's talk about the game awards as a concept right now. But in in listen, we all know what kind of show the Game Awards is. It's it's a very floofy show, heavy on ads, heavy on commercials. But this year felt even more egregious to me. Like I mean, Spotify ads. Uh, oh yeah, that Spotify stuff. That was nobody cares. <laughs> How like the top songs played on consoles? Who cares? It, like if they it was, had done, it was horrible. Yeah, if they had done maybe, um, because it was like regular popular music. If they had done something that was actually video game related music, you know, like for example, and I'm not saying that need, this needed to pop up at the Game Awards, but for example, my top one of my top artists of the year was Michael for, um, you know, Zelda and Chill. So I just, you know, if they had 
announced stuff like that, you know, video game related music, top songs for the year, that would have been cool, you know. But they re- they talked about regular everyday songs by everyday artists played on consoles. I just thought that was so dumb. Yeah, I mean, I have a problem with the Game Awards as as it is right now. Because it does market itself as an award show, and it, and it's not. Yeah. It really isn't. There's about, like, three awards that they kind of give focus to, which is Game of the Year, Director of the Year, and maybe Game for Inclusion. Um, otherwise, other than that, Jeff Keighley is standing there, and he's like, here are the nominees for this game. The graphic comes up on the screen. He doesn't even read them out loud. And he's like, the winner is this. Here are the nominees for this game. And he does. he rattles off about five in a row, and it's just like, it's a slap in the nuts to everybody that made these games. Yeah. And yeah, like, listen, I know, I know that that's the kind of show that the game awards is. And I knew that going in and I expected it going in. And I don't know if it was just this year because of everything else that we've talked about, but I mean, man, it, it just felt even more egregious to me. And it's like, okay, if you want to make this, like, even if you branded it differently and you were just like, this is a celebration of video games and you got rid of the award part, and it was just like a big hype kind of like E3-esque presentation. You know what? Okay, I can get behind yeah, that. Right. Maybe you could yeah. say like this is our our fan game of the year or something like that. I, I can get behind that. Or if you want to do like a legitimate award show, I could definitely get behind that. But yeah. this, this Fakakta advertisement TV show that they have is... I don't know. It, it it just it rubbed me even more the wrong way this year, um, because like, I I mean, man, like the 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 people that were nominated for these awards like didn't really get to they didn't really get I I feel like the the attention that they deserved, particularly the people making music. Yeah. Um. There were there were a lot of of people that were vocally upset at, uh, you know, the the lack of prestige maybe or focus that a lot of the music categories got which i mean is such a a critical component of a video game that yeah it it, it was just like it was rough and there's another thing that i want to talk about too but i'll let you add any thoughts that you want to that well it just kind of sucks because um you know with our focus in zelda and in um a good chunk at least for me a good chunk of nintendo we we already get to know like a lot of these artists, a lot of these directors, a lot of these creators, a lot of the workers on the team and stuff like that. This is kind of an, a, an award show is kind of a chance for you know us to see those people or um, you know for the other companies to get up there and show those people, the staff, the directors, the musicians, the creators, all of that. You know what I mean? So it it should be more like that so because otherwise we never get to see them we barely get to hear from them in like some interviews and stuff when their games are released etc so it would have been a, it's it should be a really cool opportunity for us to see them to kind of see how they are in person uh for them to thank you know their staff for creating such great games and all that kind of stuff but it's really not like they have very few of those moments on stage i can only think of like maybe four or five that i really even remember and that's for a three-hour-long award show. Like, it's not its not an award show. It's an occasionally given award, and we're going to advertise the heck out of you for three hours. And, and advertise and advertise and advertise. Like, yeah. Oy. 
it's like oh. it's just sad because I feel like those people deserve a spotlight and should get their moment to kind of come out and show you the face faces behind these games that we love so much. Me, I don't know if I. I'm gonna say what I was gonna say anyways. I almost just took it back, but I I really don't think that this is. Let me put it this way: if this was like a legitimate award show, that that was more like. I guess the Oscars, even though there's, <laughs> I don't know if that's the most legitimate award show either, but if this was like more classically based award show, um, then I can, I, I don't know. I can maybe see the inclusion of all the vignettes for like the, the inspirational stories on gamers and stuff. But in the way that this show exists right now, I like when those vignettes come up for all the different gamers that they showcase, I just, it feels very, I don't know, hollow to me, like, me, and maybe it's just because I'm not into that or interested in those stories or I don't know who those people are, but I feel like I'm just like, next. I, I don't I don't think that this should be here. This just makes this long show even longer. And that goes for, like, the awards, like, Trending Gamer and stuff like that, too. Like, you know, if you want to have... I, I feel like that should almost be, like, a separate award show. Like, mm -hmm. like Twitch... Twitch community, because I think most of these guys are on Twitch, but, like, Twitch Awards or something, or, like, something like that. Like, this isn't part of, like, to me, a video game award. I, people will probably disagree with that, but that's just how I feel. Um, and and I think that also, like, esports, just get rid of that. Like, that should be, that should also be its own award show. And maybe, again, that's just because I'm not really into that, but, and I think that esports does have its, its own show, its own award show, so... Yeah, I don't know. There, there is definitely things on this show that I just feel like can be excluded to make it a little bit more of a, I don't know, digestible <laughs> app yeah, process. And I mean, I, I kind of agree, at least as far as like content creators go or gamers or uh, streamers and stuff like that. I wouldn't mind them being on stage presenting. Like, I get that. That makes sense. Yes. They're in the video game community and that's totally a real thing. But yeah, I feel like this... Uh, this should focus more on like the creators of video games and the the you know the people behind them and maybe maybe the problem that the game awards has is they're trying to do too much like maybe they do need to have separate th things and um, have the you know the egregious <laughs> uh, advertisement of a whole three hours and then actually have an awards for the people that uh, create these games and then have a a Twitch uh, award show or whatever for all these uh, amazing creators. Because there are some really great, wholesome creators out there that do a lot for their communities and that kind of thing. And I, I think they deserve some spotlight, but I feel like this isn't the area for it. And I, I do too, yeah, but to I don't think this is the much. audience. Yeah, yeah, it's not the audience for it. Uh, as my father would say, it's like trying to fit 10 pounds of poop in a 5-pound bag. Oh my god. <laughs> I adjusted that quote a little bit, if you get my drift. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, there's one more thing I want to talk about before we move on to the, actually some of the games that uh, that were announced. But I don't think that we've ever went into it on this show. If you follow me on Twitter, you, you probably know exactly where I stand. But uh, there's been a lot of, of, of talk this year about Activision, Blizzard, mm, all those companies, yeah. and how awful they are to their employees. Like, awful doesn't even cut it. Like, it's evil. It's evil stuff that they're doing to their employees. And uh, 
you know, I, I, I guess to, to absolutely state it for the record, like, like I want to use some, uh, some expletives here, but I won't, but I mean, like screw Activision, right. And Blizzard and, and all those guys, I don't buy their games, uh, in the, like just in general, because I don't really care for call of duty, not really into Diablo, but I'm not going to now just, just because of that. Um, and I think that Jeff Keeley, who seems like a, a good dude, he really does. He seems like a good guy. But he he had an opportunity to come out and to say very, very pointedly, like, Activision Blizzard, uh, you need to do better. And he didn't. He came out and he kind of, he gave some words about respect and how everybody needs to be good to each other and stuff like that. But he didn't name names. He didn't point fingers. And uh, I, I think that he had the opportunity to do so with a very large audience looking at this award show and he fumbled that and that's too bad because we know that he can you know he called out konami a few years ago when they were being dicks to hideo kojima uh so it's, it's not like you know it's not like he shies away from that but he didn't and i thought that that was also disappointing and um i guess true to his word i don't believe that there was any activision or blizzard stuff that was a part of the show so i mean there was at least that but I I do think that it was uh it was a missed opportunity for Mr. Keeley and I think he would have gained a lot of credibility with uh, a bunch of different people that you know journalists and fans and and developers and the like and uh, instead he was just kind of vague and just kind of wishy washy it, it it read very much like a like a company press release that they would put out that says something without really saying anything you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not too sure how I feel about that, mostly because I, I know there was like a little bit of stir up before the Game Awards where people were wondering if Activision or Blizzard were going to have some kind of say or anything in the Game Awards. And he reiterated like on social media that they weren't, I guess. Um, but that's, that's kind of as far as I know. So I don't know how I feel exactly about it yet because I do understand when there are points where it's not the time or something or they are doing they have other means of working against stuff like that in the background so again i i'm i'm just one of those people where i don't know the whole story so i'm not going to judge somebody too harshly but i get where you're where you're coming from where he could have said something like this is unacceptable in our community at like the gaming community and it should like maybe he could should have said something or could have said something so um, I'm trying to even think of the last Activision game I played or the heck they make. I have, um, I have no idea what the last yeah. Activision game I played was. <laughs> like, they make Overwatch, they make Call of Duty. Overwatch, um, okay. Well, that, that community is pretty toxic, so... <laughs> yeah, I feel like Keeley should have mentioned Activision by name. Uh, there's some Activision members on the board of the Game Awards, and Keeley said that those members were, were really there in an advisory capacity. They're not influencing anything for the game awards, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I believe that after, after hearing him give that speech that he gave, which sounded good, yeah. but there really was nothing there. So I, I would have liked him to call out Activision, call out Blizzard and call out, uh, you know, whoever else that we've heard these awful reports this year about, you know, their, their workplace environments and the, the toxic culture and stuff like that. So, I yeah. mean, CD Projekt Red, 
who made Cyberpunk um, is it just sounds like an absolute awful company. So yeah, I, I think I would have liked to see. I would have liked to see him mention them. I would have liked to see those games not be considered. Because I, I do yeah. think that there are more things, like, there are more important things than, you know, how how good your game... You can have the best game ever, but if it was made on, like, the backs of people that you it completely exploited, then I don't I don't think that's a good game. Yeah. What was the, uh, what was the company that was there, and they had an ad saying that they were hiring? Who was that? I can't remember. Oh, that was Bethesda. Bethesda. I was like, yeah. how sad is it that you need to put a weird hiring We gotta ad. make the Elder Scrolls 6. Come on. <laughs> I We've was been working like, on this man, thing for years. I was like, man, this is getting dicey. They <laughs> come on here and be like, we have good benefits, and we make video games, so come work for us. I was like, dang. <laughs> this is really sad. Oh, man. All right. I mean, I guess that's the place to do it. A lot of people are watching. Yeah. Well, you can't, can't argue that. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we talk about some of the games that were shown this year, Al? No, I just... Something... It's just... I feel like over the last few years that we've been watching the show, it's just gotten progressively worse. And I think... Now that we've been talking about it, like I said, I think I figured out why. It's just, it's too much. You're putting too much in one thing, and it's not working. And I think because, especially, I want to say the last three years have been just so progressively bad that I think you need to change the formula. And I don't know if he, uh, uh, Jeff Kelly knows that. That's his name, right? Yeah. Uh, I know that we were teasing and saying a different name last year or something. Uh, we, but like, we've been calling him Jeff Knightley for years. Thank I think you. About- I th- I think about five years ago, I mispronounced his name as Knightley, and I was like, you know what, that sounds cooler, I'm just going to call him Jeff Knightley, and that was a thing for a long time. (laughs) That's right, okay, yeah, that confused me, I was like, is it Knightley or Keeley? Anyways, I just, I just think he didn't, he doesn't realize that, but maybe he should realize that, he needs to change the formula, and I did see him post-show on Twitter a little bit, replying to some people, and it was kind of funny, and (laughs) like, I don't think he gives a damn, like, he doesn't care, so I just... Something needs to change. Hopefully next year will be better. Yeah, and, and you know what? I like. I just did. I just buried the guy, but he like he does seem like a good guy. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. All right, let's talk about some of these games. Let's try and be a little bit more upbeat here, Allison. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so the best thing that I think that we saw for a game was, of course, announced in the first five minutes of the pre-show, and the rest of the show was like this. This hell where you were just trapped there waiting for oh, something, anything to happen. Show, so I'm, I'm interested. I don't, I don't know what this is. What is it? You're very lucky. All right. So it, it, we got <laughs> uh, some information on Tunic, which if you might remember, oh, yeah. is that, that cute little game developed by uh, Microsoft Studio. It has a little fox as your, yeah, yeah, yeah. as your lead guy. It looks, it looks very, very charming. It kind of looks like a mix of like Zelda and Hyperlight Drifter. Actually, it looks, okay. looks very cool. Um, and we got a release date. It's coming out in March of 2022. So Yay. that will be uh, that will be something to look forward to. No release on the Switch right now, but I feel like Microsoft and Nintendo are pretty chummy, and this seems exactly like the uh, the type of game that would do well on the Switch. So this one this one looked pretty cool. All right, that's cool. I totally missed that, and um, I'm excited about because I like that's been that's been in my like the back of my mind for a couple years now, because I think I saw like initial like what beta trailer of it or whatever, and I was like, this looks like Zelda. It's super cute, and so yeah, that's exciting. 
we actually we got to play the demo of it last year too. One of our editors did a little inspired by Zelda on this game, so that oh, that'll cute. be a good game. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm just gonna go down the list here, Allison, and we can spend as much time or as little time as we want on these games. Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League was not announced, but there is more gameplay shown. I think this game looks really bad. <laughs> I have no interest in. Uh, I have no interest in it. Sorry. I'm just, I'm not the biggest DC fan, and I really wish I was, because I'm a huge Marvel fan, so I feel like it would make sense to be a DC fan, and just not. Um, I'm okay with, like, the Suicide Squad movies, I enjoyed them enough, but, uh, I mean, to be fair, I'm not really interested in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game either, so, like, I don't know, right. just something about these games don't really hook me, and I thought it looked fun for people who really enjoy those type of games, I'll just say that. Uh, well, first of all, DC is better than Marvel. Second of all, this is made by the guys that made Arkham Asylum. So, like, this should look cool, but it just, it absolutely does not to me. And I think it's because this game has the same kind of, of effect that Marvel's Avengers had and, and Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, where, like, the, the, the aesthetic is, like, very realistic. But they didn't license the likeness of the people in the movies, which makes it seem very weird to me. So it seems like if you can't afford to license the likeness of the actors, make it in a different graphical style so people aren't constantly just being like, that doesn't look like Chris Pratt, or that doesn't look like Margot Robbie. You know what I mean? I mean, yes and no, because it's, like, it's not like the characters are based off of those actors. They're based off I, of their I, I, I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. But, like, for me, when I'm looking at a live-action Star-Lord or Captain America or Harley Quinn, and they don't look anything like the live-action character that I now associate them with, to me, it's just like, eh, this I is kinda, weird. Yeah, I kind of get that, and then I kind of, like, it's not a big deal because, really, they're based off of the the original art of them. All right. Well, speaking of DC, we got a Wonder Woman game coming, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Although, I mean, literally they didn't show anything, but I, I think that the promise of a Wonder Woman game is neat. I li Yeah, I liked how Jeff was like, oh, nobody saw this coming. And I was like, okay, Wonder Woman, sweet. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something bigger than that. Uh, we also got a trailer for a new Star Wars game called Star Wars yes. Eclipse, which to me didn't look anything like star wars like at all yeah but... it's in a different era so it's like it's like in a completely different era than people are used to so that really it hasn't i don't think it's been um in any kind of uh like visual media i want to say before it's in like novelizations for the star wars like universe or the non-canon universe i guess you would say and so like, it's cool to be seeing some of these things for the first time or, you know, just like an older sense of Star Wars that we haven't really gotten to touch on as fans of Star Wars unless you read the books. Well, um, I'm glad that you're excited for it. I am excited for I, it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think it looks good. <laughs> there was a game that I, I did think was pretty cool. And uh, that was The Expanse video game. And I, I really like the TV show The Expanse. I, I think it was like a, a Telltale game, but I could be wrong. I was kind of delirious at this point. Um, but it, it looked pretty cool. And I, I love that universe. So 
I probably won't play it right away if I play it at all, but at least this was one reveal where I was like, oh, sweet, The Expanse. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Telltale. I know nothing about it, so... Do you like do you like sci-fi? Yes and no. I think it depends. Like, if I start okay. it and I'm like, okay, I can get into this and I'm good with it because I like fantasy more. But sometimes I'm like, this is, I don't know, something about this is too much to me, so... <laughs> I don't know if you'd like The Expanse or not, but it's it's absolutely awesome. If you like sci-fi, if you're listening out there, you should check out The Expanse. Uh, we got Alan Wake 2. I don't have anything to say to that. I've never played Alan Wake 1. Mm-hmm. Um, I got nothing we, for that either. We got Forspoken, which... I don't know. You know, the problem with these, with these trailers was like... Every single trailer was like the same. It was like this, this realistic shooter like a cinematic trailer like it was a third person or first person shooter it was just like they they started to feel exactly the same coming one after the other after the other some of them were were survival horror games some of them were like medieval games but it, it was like my god these games look exactly the same yeah like i i think that you are missing that kind of i don't want to call it like japanese style game but like just like, just like games that didn't have these long cinematic trailers that weren't third-person or first-person shooters. Like, I mean, dude, like, half the games looked exactly the same to me. And I was like, I'm pretty sure we saw this world premiere 20 minutes ago. Yeah, and let's let's talk about that for a second. Because some of, they put out cinematic trailers for these, right? And they are so long. Like, I have lost interest two minutes ago. <laughs> let's Let's talk about the worst offender. And this game looks awesome, by the way. But holy crap, this yeah, trailer was just so long. Was so so. We're talking about uh, Hellblade Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is like the longest trailer I've ever seen in my life. And apparently, this is actual gameplay. And if that's actual gameplay, it looks and feels like a trailer to me. So I don't know how I feel about that because it's like I I don't mind games like Detroit Become Human where you're playing and it's kind of like you're playing an interactive movie almost, but like. This was too much. Yeah, it was, um, and it was kind of funny because I was looking at it and I was like, didn't we see this at last year's Game Awards? And it's the sequel, so that made sense. And I don't think they'd had that long of a, a trailer last year, but or, or the year before that, whenever it was. But um, it was just, there's, there's nothing wrong with having a longest trailer, but when it's like breaching three minutes, I feel like that's too much. Like you're, you're just trying to give me a... a a movie or something and i just i rather know a little bit more about the game and the gameplay than this bit of story you're trying to give me that i probably will see in like the first five minutes if i play this game you know what i mean like i i yeah. rather see a little bit more gameplay and like the world than i don't even know what the heck they were doing they're trying to kill this like giant and it's like there's... a giant baby or something uh, yeah and they weird. picked a fight with that baby by the yeah, way yeah and then he it just killed everybody and they were all upset so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was definitely one of the worst ones. And then this Forspoken one had one also that was a little bit long. It seemed interesting. Some of the powers and stuff that the the main chick was like using seemed cool. She was in some kind of like court thing, and then there was this guy with this really weird cackle throughout the middle of it. Just kind of threw me off. So it looked interesting, but again, there was it was just like a way too long. It it just you you. 
people only have an attention span for so long and the people at um like these video game companies should have sociologists look into that and be like they're only going to pay attention for a minute and a half so we can oh. only fit our stuff in a minute and a half not three minutes especially especially when your show is three and a half hours you know what this show this show That's couldn't even so have long. it couldn't even have the decency to end on time it overshot its runtime <laughs> yeah, it which is unforgivable this show was three and a half hours long i could have watched the lord of the rings return of the king in the time it took me to watch the game awards and been better entertained and you know what the difference is return of the king delivers yeah oh my mm-hmm. god it, when it ran one minute past nine o'clock i started to get so mad i was just like you gotta be kidding me we've been we've been here for hours like- the second thing is like it's the end so you want to see it because it has the cool medley and it's going to name the game of the year you know so yes you want to see that that's the part you want to see not the rest of it and so it went over and you're like well now i'm going overtime while trying to get to this part that i really want to see oh my god all right really quickly let's blaze through some of these here so we had a new trailer for elden ring a lot of people are excited about that it's like a dark mm-hmm. souls game or something i've never played it any of the dark souls games apparently we need to though that's what everyone says. Rod, Rod uh, we'll, we'll see if that ever happens. Specifically uh, to play them, so. We've got Sonic the Hedgehog, Breath of the Wild. Sonic yeah. has a new open world <laughs> game. Uh, it's coming to Switch, so that's that's neat. Um, Love it. Lord of the Rings Gollum. I guess that's kind of neat. So, yeah, that's a thing. Um, Among Us VR. That That's kind of uh, interesting, I guess. Not that, that I'll looks- ever play it in VR. But it I mean I don't have VR but I think that a concept is fun because I mean you can have a really fun time in that game with your friends. I felt like it got old for me but you know putting it in VR gives it an interesting twist. You like turn around and your your pal over here is stabbing you to death. <laughs> I just think that sounds like fun. Uh so there's a Star Trek game that's like a Telltale video game where it's like a a story driven game so mm-hmm. it's kind of neat. Maybe some people will be excited for that out there. I'm sure Gooey Fame is uh, pumped. There you go. Uh, Arc Raiders. This came towards the end of the show. This actually looked kind of fun. This is like a... this. I mean, this is the epitome of just like people shooting stuff and like jumping all over. But it, it kind of looked neat, I thought. I, I at least remembered it after the show was over. Which is more than I can say for a lot of these other games. Yeah, I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> Uh, okay you know what one of the things that i was very disappointed about very disappointed about was i had heard that we were getting something called the matrix awakens now i am an absolutely massive matrix fan as a matter of fact gooey and i just recorded an episode on the matrix last night that we're releasing to virtual theater uh the podcast about video game movies and the stories that shape them so you should go check that out but the matrix awakens turned out just to be a tech demo for unreal engine 5 and i was just like ah I thought we were getting a Matrix video game, which we are long overdue for, by the way. Uh, Too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Andy knows this. He learned this at the Game Awards, but I don't have very much knowledge in Matrix. I've never seen the movies or anything, and I didn't realize there were even video games for it. So I was like, why is the Matrix uh, going to be at the Game Awards? And man, for anybody well, listening, don't worry. Let's be Andy's fair. make me watch the Matrix for Christmas. So, like, Yeah. That, absolutely you bet your your bottom dollar that you're gonna be watching it to be fair some of the things at the game awards that actually stood out the most were not 
like video games to me. So there was the trailer for the Halo TV show. Yeah, that kind, was looked kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Um, not that you really saw much. It was very short, but uh, mm-hmm. whatever. And then there was the Sonic the Hedgehog two trailer, which looks very charming. Actually, yeah. I like Tails. I like Sonic. Idris Elba was Knuckles, and Jim Carrey was a blast. He did yep. this really weird gimmick though, where he started shouting. Jim Carrey did at like the screen when he was presenting the trailer. I don't know what was happening. I I mean a lot of the gimmicks that for it was mostly like the actors that got pulled in. They were just dumb. Sometimes it's just sometimes you could tell it's a really forced skit like a uh, skit going on. Um, and it's just like uncomfortable. <laughs> so when Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey were there, it was just kind of like, eh, okay, I know why you're here. Can you just show us the trailer? And I enjoyed it. Like the, the trailer was good. I, I really liked, uh, hearing Idris Elba as Knuckles. I thought that was a very highly anticipated moment for a lot of people because we knew that he was going to be playing Knuckles, but we haven't heard him yet. And so I thought that was a really cool moment. And like, it was pretty hype-inducing when he, like, shut Sonic down. I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, that was actually a more exciting point of the Game Awards, and it was about a video game-related movie rather than do a you game. Think, do you think that Idris Elba kept his word when he said that he would not make Knuckles sound sexy? No. <laughs> That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's too bad. Knuckles sounded sexy. I know. There's, like, this, um, there's, like, this corner of the internet that gets that you know, turn Sonic in that direction. So I think this is not going to help. Wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> there, yeah, there is. Uh, we got some DLC for Cuphead. So that's kind of neat. Uh, I've never played Cuphead yet, but. Yeah, uh, me neither. I think it yeah. looks uh, interesting and charming, but I also think it looks really hard. I, I don't think I would be able, I think I would rage so hard playing that game. So for the people out there that really enjoy it, I like watching other people play it, so I think, yeah, that's cool. Um, and there was a real-time strategy game called Dune Spice Wars. Not Spice Girls, but Spice Wars. <laughs> which, uh, I like I like me a good uh, RTS, so... I don't know, I can't say that I'll go and play that either, though, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, me neither. And, well, there were a bunch of other games that kind of looked... The same that I'm, I'm not going to go into here, but we should touch on the fact that it takes two, ultimately one game of the year. I, of course, was rooting for Metroid Dread, but yeah. I'm not going to knock it takes two because I, I I actually didn't play any other game that was nominated this year. I, I feel like I just didn't play a lot of like new games in, in 2021. I feel like I played a lot of Metroid. I played um, the new Ace Attorney game. But I don't. I can't even think of anything else new that I bought this year for my Switch um, that hadn't been out for a couple years already. So uh, it takes two one. I've heard that it's very fun. So uh, you know that's kind of cool for that game, especially I think it's a smaller like indie studio mm-hmm. that made that. So that was kind of cool. But yeah, I uh, I was pretty out of the loop with everything nominated this year, to be honest. Yeah, me too. And I mean, I'm kind of out of the loop about a lot of video game stuff, but <laughs> I just felt like I was looking at a bunch of things that, and this is not to knock on people that do have interest in this and know about these things. I just, it, I was looking at it and I was like, I don't know what's really going on. I don't know anything about these games. I don't really think I'll ever play them. One, because I probably don't have the console. <laughs> two, because.
because it's just not my it's just not my area not my cup of tea so that's why I feel like it was so disappointing for people like me and people like Nintendo fans who are pretty strictly Nintendo fans it just wasn't it wasn't we weren't the audience for it indeed yeah indeed uh you know what actually one more thing that we should touch on is uh horizon forbidden west got a new Mm -hmm. trailer and if you're a zelda fan you uh, particularly of breath of the wild you have to play horizon zero dawn that game is so awesome if it released in any other year other than the year that breath of the wild also released this would have been game of the year like easy so yeah this it it, this is awesome i'm really looking forward to forbidden west actually well there you go the only thing that the game awards really convinced me of is that i need to buy a ps5 when everything calms down and they're not being scalped like ridiculously yeah i i feel like i'm not really in a rush for a ps5 like i'm kind of looking around at the games for it and i'm like yeah i don't know like yeah, like, I'm not either, but there's a lot of PS4 games that I've always wanted to play. Can you play PS4? I, let me guess. You can't I, play PS4 think... games on the PS5. <laughs> That's a good question. I, I actually, I don't know. I think you can play some of them. I saw that they have, like, an extra $100 charge for a disc drive. Uh, God, yes. I'm sure yeah. that's only which, to a lot of people. Which is worth the money, by the way. Well, yeah, I would want to. I would want that, but, like, I just think that's ridiculous. You're going to... you. You know, flush people out of their money so that they can get physical games it just yeah. seems ridiculous but anyways uh, there's a lot of games that i've really wanted to play on the in the playstation console and i just haven't been able to because one i never had a ps4 and now you can't get your hands on a ps5 right okay i was doubting myself by the way because i was about to say that yes it is backwards compatible but i didn't want to give any any fake news here but yeah uh yeah you th- PlayStation 5 is backward oh, compatible. Oh, thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, someday I'll get there. <laughs> so, yeah. That was the Game Awards. They happened. They were disappointing. There was nothing going on. The event itself was, I don't know, very crass, I feel like. Um, it was too long. There was, If you're a Nintendo fan, there was nothing for you. And uh, the wait for Breath of the Wild 2 continues. It continues. It goes on and on. Well, I, I kind of feel like uh, the guy's a bag of sour milk on this show, but I, I don't know. I just didn't I didn't have those happy vibes after watching this show and after going on Twitter and seeing a bunch of people complain that Breath of the Wild didn't win most anticipated game or it was coming out in spring. I was just like, come on. But uh, hopefully, that, hopefully you're right, at least, and we do get Breath of the Wild 2 in the february direct yeah i hope that we do that's my that's i'm like i was saying 36 percent for the game awards i'm saying 66 percent for (laughs) for the february direct well uh next week we're gonna have a better show we're gonna talk about the best zelda ever 2021 edition of our list that is coming out this week that's going to be very exciting and i'm looking forward to kind of revisiting what games fell where of course with all the new writers and stuff that come on the team so that that should be fun and then we'll wrap up the year by just kind of reviewing 2021 and looking ahead to 2022 and what we hope for and what we're expecting and wishing that we see from the zelda series in the next year so it should be a lot of uh, a lot of good fun yeah it'll be a good time i'm 
looking forward to the to the new year. I'm looking forward to the new year as well. Uh, 2022 is going to be maybe a, a better year for Zelda than 2021 was, even though I think that this year wasn't all that bad. But uh, we'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Uh, for now, we're going to get out of here. We want to encourage you guys to head on over to uh, to Podbean, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Uh, check us out over on Twitter, at Spateri316, at Allison Aletha. And we will see everybody next week. Take care.